The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Today is Saturday of the first week of Lent. This is Father Stephen Reynolds, the pastor of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church in Houston, Texas. Be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. These words of Jesus, which are the concluding verse from today's Gospel, Matthew 5, verse 43, are astounding, really. I mean, we know that Jesus' teachings are demanding, but this one seems impossible. How can anyone approach the perfection of God? Did Jesus really mean this, or is it just hyperbole? Well, we know that God never demands the impossible. That would be unjust, and thus contrary to his divine nature. Therefore, the scripture passage demands that we dig a little deeper to get at its meaning and arrive at a practical lesson for our lives. When confusion about how to interpret the word of God arises, it never hurts to look at the original Greek of the scripture. Now, Jesus probably didn't speak these words in Greek. He was almost certainly using Aramaic, the common language among the Jews of the Holy Land. But we can be sure that when St. Matthew wrote the Greek version of the gospel, which may have been preceded by an Aramaic version, although the Greek is the only version we have, he did so under the influence and guidance and grace of the Holy Spirit, so that we can trust that the Greek text accurately conveys the meaning of Jesus' words and teachings. And in this case, the Greek word that is translated perfect comes from the word that means mature or complete. It can also mean something like being directed to one's proper end or purpose. So the perfection of the gospel, the perfection to which Jesus refers, is the completion of the person according to his own nature. So Jesus is telling us that if we want fulfillment as human beings, we will only find it in God, in whose image and likeness we've been created, so that we can only be completed, matured in him, made perfect in him. Well, the season of Lent offers us the opportunity, in a more focused way, to examine to what extent we find meaning and purpose in our life through our faithfulness to God. If we haven't yet adopted a program of Lenten prayer, sacrifice, and charity, today's a good day to begin. And a profitable way to think about Lent and the prayer and sacrifice that are part of this season is to ask oneself, what kind of person do I want to be by Easter? What virtues do I lack? What vices do I need to conquer with God's help? Do I have devotion to the Holy Eucharist, to the Blessed Mother, to the Sacrament of Penance? How can I deepen these essential elements of the practice of my faith? Should I study the Word of God with greater attention and regularity? Do I need to practice charity and generosity and patience with greater magnanimity, especially in dealing with a particular person? Are there areas in my life where I could use more self-restraint at meals, in seeking comfort, in hoarding my time or talents for myself? If over the next 40 days or so we seek to grow in a particular virtue, then when Lent ends, our sacrifice may be set aside, but the virtue will remain. We will have moved along the path of being more complete, of being more perfect, of being more fulfilled. We will be better than we are today, and our Lent will have borne fruit. God bless you.